Hello and welcome to the D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today we're spilling the subscription tea with Luke Redderath, Vice President Marketing at Recharge, and Tracy Julian, Vice President Marketing at Tea Drops. Tea Drops are the organic shaped teas that dissolve in your cup and they are blowing up, disrupting the 200 plus billion dollar multiple millennia old tea business. Listen to this double VP podcast where we dive deep on the critical factors that can make or break D2C subscription programs, learn why customization is key to customer empowerment, and discover the two hacks that Recharge sees brands use to increase first-time purchase to subscriber conversion rate by 50%. Let's go. On with the show. Yeah, what we really focus on is flexibility. You know, one of the things that we always hit on with merchants, both new and old, is, is we see time and time again, the merchants that enable their customers to have the most flexibility to skip or swap, delay or accelerate their subscriptions are the ones that tend to have the longest relationship with those subscribers. It's almost this little counterintuitive thing before you get into this space. You know, we've all had the experience with Comcast or somewhere else, you know, the gym membership that you just can't cancel. Creates that awful customer experience, which is acute and painful, but we can actually see in the data is that merchants that offer flexibility to their customers tend to have longer relationships. And so that is one of the key things we look at. Tracy, Luke, welcome to the D2C podcast. Tracy, can we start with you on a brief overview of how T-Drops uses the subscription model? Yeah, sure. Um, Our subscription model has been really effective in helping with our retention efforts and working to keep a core group of our customer base engaged. Um, It's been really effective at improving LTV among our return customer base. Has T-Drops always been a subscription brand or did it start with standalone purchases? Yeah, um, so we kicked off our subscription business in about March 2019, and at that time, subscription was a very tiny piece of our business. Um, But then in August 2020, during the pandemic, is when we really started our tea and chat box, which is our variety subscription box, and that grew to be about 45% of our overall subscription business. Well done. If you think about tea, it's one of the most ritualized uh, sort of products you can have out there. So subscriptions really make sense, right? Yeah, exactly. So what was the main reason, obviously, besides recurring revenue and all the beautiful things that everyone loves about subscriptions, like what were the main reasons for why you decided to, to go headlong into it? Well, I mean, I think we were just looking at different ways that we could grow and test different concepts. And at that time, we saw in the overall greater market, subscription demand and performance in general was on the rise. And many businesses who sell consumable goods similar to ours was having were having great success. So we thought it would be a really good idea to just jump in and test it. Um, we felt that like you said, for a consumer who's drinking tea drops on a regular basis, they would be able to really enjoy the benefits of the program. We would be able to potentially get more orders and more revenue from them. And then for them, it really amps up the convenience factor without them having to remember when to order tea drops. And, you know, at tea drops, we're all about convenience. So it just really made sense for us. Very cool. Luke, when Recharge kind of started working with T-Drops, what was tops on your mind about how they could get the program right, right from the beginning? Yeah, so I think, you know, with, with T-Drops, they've got such a perfect 
product for this space, obviously. Uh, as Tracy mentioned, they're in the consumable space. So that, that just lends itself very well to, to subscriptions. And it's where we saw a lot of early subscription brands get started. So, so first of all, great product market fit. You don't have to think too hard about how are we going to build a program. I think what what T-Drops and others do uh, particularly well is, is thinking beyond just simple subscribe and save models. So, so with T-Drops, they have lots of different products, lots of different flavors and SKUs. So, so thinking about the right combination and how do you create a, a subscription offering that's compelling, not just convenient, as, as Tracy alluded to, for their customers, but also compelling or interesting. Um, and so, you know, building that curated kind of tea experience lends itself very well to, to a subscription offering. Tracy, there's with, with so many different uh, subscription options out there, uh, when you were making this decision, why, what made T-Drops choose Recharge? There's probably three core reasons why we chose Recharge, um, and it's our main reasons on why we stay with Recharge. So one, the analytics dashboard, um, I get a lot out of that, and it's really critical for us to learn and iterate, so I'm constantly in there. I think that is one of the best things about Recharge. Um, the second was it was really easy to integrate with all of our apps, um, which is really important to us. And third, which I think is probably the most important, especially to start a business like ours, is I really do believe that the service that they give us is top notch. Um, like Luke said, you know, we did try to build a really compelling offering for our consumer recently with our customized T subscription box. And that build was a little bit more complicated and we used custom code and recharge, even though we're using custom code and we are using some out of the box stuff, they're always willing to just jump in and help us. And I think that's, you know, been really, really, really helpful for us and our whole team. That's awesome. I, so I just got off uh, uh, this mastermind that we hosted, C-Suite, and a lot of people were talking subscription. And I think the number one thing that people were talking about, and, and Luke, you alluded to it earlier, um, is just the, that flexibility and customization that you need. Because it's like every every subscription program is different. Every business is different. So every subscription program is going to be different. Can you talk about some of the ways that you've been able to sort of customize and personalize your subscription program with Recharge, Tracy? I think that one of the biggest things for us was, you know, we tap into our customer base a lot and we know that tea is very personal. Um, and we also know that tea drinkers really like to switch it up a lot. Um, and so we wanted to really lean into that customization factor. And so we were working to figure out how do we deliver a compelling offering by allowing our customer that flexibility to really pick and choose and switch up every order really. And so we launched this customized tea subscription box and a recharge really helped us get that going. And they helped us uh, work on connecting their API to our box to ensure that it worked. And they really helped with every step of the way. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, we were able to meet the customer where they wanted us to meet them at, which is having that ability to skip and pause and cancel and add things when they want to. And, you know, that was really made a reality with us because of recharge. Uh, so that has been extremely um, effective for our business. I think in the first month that we launched the customized T-Box, our uh, subscription opt-ins grew by 200%. So um, this offering not only delivered on a consumer insight, but I think it also just delivers on the overall trend that's happening in the marketplace around customization and the need if you're going to be in a subscription to have full control. So anything to add there, Luke, I'm sure, you know, dealing with all of, uh, you know, potential users that you have out there, I bet you have a lot of requests for customization that come in. What is, how, how does recharge view that idea of flexibility and customization? Yeah. I mean, um, 
I couldn't have asked Tracy to, to hit on a better topic. I mean, that's really one of the ways that we see like how we can differentiate and create meaningful value for, for merchants. So as opposed to, you know, more of an out of the box solution where, where you can do some simple subscription program, subscribe and save, maybe even like a monthly box type of program. Um, you know, what we really focus on is, is flexibility. And you think about it, it on both sides of the equation. So for the merchants, it's flexibility through APIs, the, the extensibility of the product to, to build whatever you want to build, allows merchants to get really creative with their programs. And we, we can allow them to do that in, in very customized ways through the APIs, but we're also building features in things like bundling, which allows uh, merchants to either create like uh, specific custom packages and bundles for their customers, or even enable their customers to build their own custom curated boxes and different things like that. So thinking about flexibility, both for, for the merchant and then also for the customer. And, and it goes from not just the, that, that purchase or that initial subscription, but even as they're managing that subscription over time. Um, you know, one of the things that we always, we always hit on with, with merchants, both new and old, is time and time again, the merchants that enable their customers to have the most flexibility to skip or swap, you know, delay or, or accelerate whatever their, their subscriptions are the ones that tend to have the longest relationship with those subscribers. So it's, it's almost as like this little counterintuitive thing before you get into this space that uh, you think like, you know, we've all had the experience with Comcast or somewhere else, you know, the gym membership that you just can't cancel. Um, and it creates the floating that, X on the ad box. Where's right. that X? Got to click. <laughs> creates that awful customer experience, which is, acute and painful, but what we, we can actually see in the data is that the, the merchants that offer flexibility to their customers tend to have longer relationships. And, and so I think that that is one of the key things we look at on both sides. If you love something, set it free, right? <laughs> it's the same idea. And I think that's an and that's the, this idea of sort of customer empowerment in a way. Yeah. Um, and, and Tracy, to go, so like I kind of skimmed over it, but the, this massive success with your boba kit in 2020, what was it that sort of, it sounded like you were, that it was a pretty good successful uh, subscription program out of the gate, which is cool. Actually, let's go there first, right out of the gate, before even before you introduced the boba kits, what was what was the pickup like and what went really well with your launch on Recharge to your existing customer base? Um, you mean from when we originally started it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that we just found, we have um, a really core loyal base that enjoys tea drops on a regular basis. And I think that just being able to have that option for them and then also get a little bit of a discount rate to make that drink, I guess, more easily accessible on an everyday basis. Um, I think, you know, that those core things really helped the subscription business take off. We have a lot of options, like Luke said. People can subscribe to various different SKUs. But I think where we saw the most success, where people were buying more bulk SKUs because that's something that, you know, that is the habit there that they're trying to drink us every day. And those are the people that we're really trying to cater to. Fast forward to 2020. And it sounds like the Boba personalized kit was even a bigger success. Can you talk well, a little bit? About what... They're slightly different. So our Boba okay. kit actually, though, was very successful for us. So that came before our customized subscription tea box. But the Boba kit, um, you know, that was that came up in during the pandemic and you know the pandemic was really hard on a lot of us and tea time is something that can really bring joy and so we were trying to figure out like how can we deliver more joy more often during this terrible time where everyone's stuck at home and we were talking to our customers and we realized you know that they with tea drops they get this cafe quality drink 
And we were also looking in different various data sources and mining information. And we saw that in search that the words boba, tea, and bubble tea were on the rise. And so we did probe it with our customer base and that they really liked the idea of expanding on that cafe style drink at home. And it was something that we could really bring to them and have them have some fun during this you know, terrible time that we were all home and, and locked up. So um, that really took off for us and it did become one of our um, our top skios. Now, did it work? Because I imagine once you got into the customized tea box, it was like you say, there was some work on your end. The extensibility of the API on Recharge really came into, into play. But on Boba, that was just another product. That was just a really successful product. Yeah, so it was just another individual product. But the impetus for the customized tea box is the idea that you know, if you look, if you open up a, a person's pantry um, that loves tea, they have so many different flavors and varieties. And it's just because tea time is personal. And depending on what you're trying to get out of that moment or what you want to shift your mindset into or out of, you tend a flavor is calling you or that variety is calling you. So we thought, you know, we see a lot of different switching and swapping with our customer base already. And so what if we could create this box for those people that drink tea drops every single day to get more options and more variety out of the box that they want instead of our tea and chat, which was kind of like a surprise box where we filled it. So we are giving customization, flexibility, and control to the customer to really create the product that they would want that then they could drink more often and more regular. Um, and so that's what we did. It's super interesting because as a and it's, this kind of goes back to the the other the two polls on on how you market like I, because there's some people that say you want to limit and there's probably some products where you do want to limit the options and limit the yeah you know people having to go through choices but would you say that because tea is this such a deeply ingrained product for people that they're more willing to to dive in and make these customizations and, and without losing conversion percentage if you know what I mean. Correct. Yeah, we did. We actually I was concerned about that. I thought we would lose um, some conversion uh, with that. And we didn't at all. Um, Opt-ins have been up. Churn has been down. Average revenue per user has been up. Our monthly recurring revenue has been up. So I think a lot there's been a lot of benefits that have come financially to our business because of it. And then we also just know that our customer loves it. Um, we've gotten a lot of uh, input from them post the, the launch, and you can see it in the extension of them staying active. Um, so I think that overall, like you said, choice is sometimes a bad thing, but I don't think for this category and for our brand and for our consumer. So. Super cool. Can we dive in a little bit of, on the process of, of how it came to be, just in terms of like when we say, you know, flexibility, like what was, what was required? Were there, were there any new features or anything on the recharge? Cause I imagine you have people coming to you all the time, Luke, and being like, okay, we need this. We need the, we, we need that. What does that <laughs> process look like between, you know, when, when once, once T drops decides this has to be done to actually getting it implemented? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it varies depending on, on the merchant, but I would say, um, we have a, we have a really strong network of, of partners, so web development agencies that have done a, a lot of really interesting, compelling builds with Recharge. So a lot of times our merchants will already be working with one of these agencies or, or will make that introduction. And that can also kind of accelerate the creativity and also bring some, some you know, some, some knowledge into that engagement. Otherwise, we are always happy to work with merchants. You know, we've got a great product team that, that loves to talk to our customers and, and, and learn more about the problems that they're trying to solve and then see what can we do today? What can they do with the resources they have? How do we make sure that, that we, we make the right connections there? Um, and it's not just, um, you know, what can be done with our product itself. You know, Tracy alluded to it. I think it's also on the, the integration side. So always thinking about what are the other applications 
applications that merchants need to use to run their business and how are those impacted by subscriptions and and what can we do to either you know make that easier uh, or make it cheaper or make it more effective and you can go up and down the tech stack from you know marketing applications like Klaviyo and Attentive all the way to something like an Avalara um, and there's ways that we can think about problem solving uh, alongside our merchants so I think the, the big picture that's kind of how we think about it. Very cool. And then Tracy, on the T-Drop side, how did that process look? Was it was it kind of working with your developers? Did, were you guys with an agency as well? Um, no, we actually had an in-house developer and we worked on the UX UI. Uh, and then when, you know, we went to development, we actually reached out to Recharge and we talked to them about the complexity of what we were trying to do because it's not just an out-of-the-box thing. And they connected us with one of their client success people. And that that person was with us pretty much the whole entire build, even though he wasn't supposed to be the whole time, he really wanted to make it successful. And so he asked for additional time to spend with us. And he was constantly troubleshooting with us, um, getting or finding solutions for us when we ran up against a wall. And, you know, I think that they were really just committed and to trying to make this work for us. So, um, you know, I really can't thank Recharge enough for that because honestly, it, it was complex. And for a startup, and we don't have a lot of resources internally. I mean, we took on a lot um, to really make this happen. And I mean, I don't think we could have done it without the support that Recharge gave to us. So, you you mentioned earlier the idea of compelling. It just can't be you know easy to use. It's also got to be compelling. What, what what are some of the ways? Is, does it come down to design choices like you know screen animations as you make selections? Like what are the things that make or that made this the customized T box so compelling? Would you say, Tracy? Um, well, I think number one is just going back to that core consumer insight of wanting to have variety. So I think the ability to have control, that is really compelling to the consumer because if you think about how they consume tea and you have multiple boxes in your in your cupboard and you have like 20 tea bags of every single flavor, a lot of it goes wasted. So this whole idea of being able to get a finite amount of different flavors and varieties each month that you want, I think that alone is like the foundation that made it extremely compelling. But then we also layered in different benefits. So we have an added benefit of offering 15% off anytime a customer shops non-subscription items. And this was huge because we're a big gifting brand as well. And so a lot of our subscribers tend to use us also for gifting opportunities. And it was a way for us to create more stickiness so that they would remember to use us for all of their gifting opportunities if they can get that extra 15% off. Um, our subscribers can get free shipping as well, which obviously is, is huge and becoming more uh, important. And I think just on the back end, uh, we really created a portal where it was super easy to use to be able to switch your varieties. And I think that idea of being able to easily manage your subscription is also extremely compelling. Um, and then I would say lastly, when we were creating the UX UI, to your point on choice, we were very careful on the amount of steps and kind of like the screen design to ensure that we were not losing conversion when someone went through the flow. So I would say it was a combination of all all things. Luke, anything on your side that you see uh, either T-Drops or other brands doing to make very compelling uh, subscription offerings? Yeah, I mean, I think Tracy's hit on this a few times. It's it's really, you know, starting with the customer and the product and thinking about that experience. You know, so for something like T-Drops, you know, they, they have beautiful packaging. So you, you can put it, you can have like, you know, these shots, obviously, of the box, but also that experience then of opening that up. Um, you have all the different colors, but it, the tea itself, too, lends itself well to... Um, 
you know, optionality in the sense of like, I'm going to drink something different in the morning than I do in the afternoon than I do at night. And even within that, there's going to be differences. And so for someone like Tea Drops, the product itself, the, the way that it's packaged, the way that it, it's like sold out to the customers then allows you to have a lot of flexibility in building that out. And so I think just it's that, that marriage between like, what is the, the product and that customer experience you're trying to create? And then trying to think through like, what makes the most sense? I think where, where people stumble or aren't as successful on the subscription side is when they try to kind of shoehorn in, or they just, you know, throw up like, oh, it's 10% off if you subscribe and they don't put any more thought into, you know, how is my consumer uh, in, engaging with this product? What is their expectation? And how do we actually create more value than just a discount? Uh, for for a subscription, um, those are the ones that that are particularly ex- successful. Very cool. I, I see here, Tracy, that you've had a collaboration with Hello Kitty. My daughter has recently become obsessed with tea. She makes iced tea all the time. She's selling it at fairs and things like that. So I'm also curious when you did a Hello Kitty launch, was it actually? A, do you do drops on your side, like a product drops? Because I feel like it's a real win win if 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 Tea Drops is is doing Hello Kitty drops. Yeah, we we did the Hello Kitty drops. Um, we launched that back in um, well, we kind of did a, a different draw, different launches, but um, we launched it in October. I would say last year, um, and it was super successful for us. You know, our Sa- Sashi Chandra and our founder, she is just a huge Hello Kitty fan herself, and then most of our team grew up in the '90s. And that whole nostalgic love of Hello Kitty, I think, is just inherent in our company in general. But then when you look closer, Hello Kitty and Tea Drops really share the same values of friendship and building connection. And so we just thought it was a perfect fit to, you know, extend the brand and help more Hello Kitty fans and Tea Drop fans really enjoy a nostalgic cup of tea. So something fun. Um, also to deliver to our consumer. Very feel good. Just like the fact that you're a mission driven company, which is something, yeah. this, this, this was the coolest thing about this, this mastermind I just did is that like every, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're on a mission, you're just, then it's your job to be, make your company as successful and as big as possible because you're actually helping the world via your mission, yeah. uh, which is a beautiful thing in this space. So talk a little bit about the mission driven nature of tea drops. Yeah, um, our founder, one of her favorite sayings is to leave uh, people and things better than how you found them. I think that when she built the company, it was just something innate in how she built the organization. So it's something that we're always focused on. We're not perfect, um, but we're always working to improve. So sustainability and contributing to the overall humankind is just something that we're really passionate about. And it's a focal point for us. You know, we're fair trade. And we're always trying to find ways to improve our packaging, whether it be sustainability or helping to decrease our impact on overall energy. And then we also partner with the Thirst Project, like you said, um, which is an organization that delivers clean water to people who need it most. Let's go back to subscriptions for a second. Luke, what's what's on your mind heading into Q4 for vendors uh, with subscription programs? Any, any sort of tips or thoughts you have uh, in that space? Yeah, so I would say, you know, b- believe it or not, Black Friday, Cyber Monday are always the busiest times of the year for subscriptions as well. You know, it's not just limited to one-time holiday purchases. So we go into, you know, the month of November in particular with that always in our mind of like, what is what are our merchants thinking about? What are they preparing for? And how do we best enable them? I think if I were to suggest a couple of simple things, we have seen there's there's really two changes that we've seen dramatically increase the volume of subscriptions. So one thing we look at is percentages of first-time purchases that are one-time purchases versus subscriptions 
off of, you know, we've got 15,000 merchants, so we can mine this data and see a lot of interesting stuff. Two things that have bumped that up, shifted that anywhere from 30 to 50%. One is subscriptions by default on the product page. So a lot of times merchants will have the first time purchase as the, the default, just shifting it to a subscription as the default is one thing that makes a really moves the needle. And then the second, which is probably even more impactful, is an upsell in the cart. So if you do have someone make a one-time purchase, you get them in the cart. If you can offer them that subscription in the cart, the, the, the combination of those two things, no joke, I mean, it has shifted up to 50% of like first-time purchases into subscriptions. And those are not just, you know, people who come in, take the discount and leave. These are our, our customers. If you've got a great product, they're going to love it. They're going to stay with that subscription and, and you have them in there and it opens up a whole new set of, of tools that you can use to engage with that merchant. Because now it's no longer just trying to get them to come back and buy more. Now you're just trying to retain that, that relationship and that, you know, dynamic with them. And so I think like going into it, recognizing if this is the first time going to the holiday season with subscriptions, it is a really big time. It's always the biggest time of year for us. Um, and then two really easy things, subscriptions by default, then an upsell in cart, and you can really meaningfully shift one-time purchases into subscriptions. Great one. Tracy, are you employing those two hacks that will now become the title of this episode? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can attest to what Luke is saying. Um, both of those things ha have really helped. Um, we partner with Rebuy, and since we implemented that and the ability to switch one time to subscription in cart has definitely, we've definitely seen a bump from it. Um, I highly uh, recommend that. What about Q4 from T-Drop's perspective? Anything uh, special you're cooking up? Yeah, um, we have a lot of things going on for, for Q4, but, you know, really um, 2023 is going to be a really big year for us. And so we're really focused on that. Um, we're really going to be leaning more into customization, so you're going to see a ton more of that. We're going to be really leaning into subscriptions, so you're going to see that as well. Um, and then we're really leaning into this whole idea of enabling our customers to really create that cafe quality style cafe at home more easily and more effortlessly every day. And so a lot of our focus in Q4 has, while, while also been getting ready for holiday, has been really focused on um, ramping 2023 because it's going to be a really big year for us. So. Nice. Well, you'll have to come back on in 2023 yeah. and uh, we can discuss how it's going. Uh, Luke, from the, like we alluded to it, but the subscription uh, ecosystem is constantly evolving, constantly changing. What's on your mind for the future of subscriptions? Where do you think, uh, where do you think recharge has to go to stay at the top of the subscription industry? Yeah, I mean, I think for for us, it's really thinking, how do we um, continue to expand beyond just this kind of um you know, the, the confines of subscriptions as they're understood today and really focus on how do we drive repeat purchases for our merchants? How do we enable them to increase the lifetime value of their customers? Like those are very important problems that, that we can help solve. And one way to do that is certainly through subscriptions, but we're always thinking about, you know, how does how do the data and the analytics tooling and packaging that we offer, how does that enable them to better understand how to increase lifetime value, you know, workflows and automations, integrations with other applications, and even extending some of the use cases of the product, transactional SMS as an example, um, and different things that we can do like that. So, so I think for us at Recharge, it's really, you know, subscriptions are here, they're here to stay, you can build great businesses off of them. How do we continue to enable merchants though to drive repeat purchases, to identify their best customers, and, and, and maintain longer lasting relationships with them. 
sounds amazing. Uh, Tracy, this question wasn't on the list. And so if you don't have an answer for it, uh, we could always cut it out. But it's something I'd like to ask of all the guests if, if we can, which is if I were to give you, let's say, $50,000, just just a grant from, from D2C to you, how would you deploy that, let's it's say, in the next month or two months in order to drive subscriptions maximally right now? Would it just be to put it into your current funnel? Is there anything else you'd test to, to drive subscriptions with that additional 50K? Well, I think I would definitely put it in our current funnel. Um, that's for sure. And I'd probably test a couple of things in our current funnel. Um, but I think I would also put it toward uh, testing some of our new subscription options that we're going to be launching in 2023 to just test, iterate, get consumer input. And I would, um, that's probably, those are the two biggest areas for us. Sounds great. Okay, cool. Well, I will uh, check back in with both of you in uh, 2023 and we'll see how our, our missions are going. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.